what I'm saying is, is we need to load them all up, put them on an island, say adios, you know, and let them do their own thing. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm fine with that, but, yeah. um, you it, know, it can be a nice island. I, I'm okay. Yeah, with I'm, that. I'm fine with that, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just joking, folks. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> ah. uh, you never know. <laughs> uh, keeping it spicy. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. This is the Unframe of Mind show, and I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. And I'm Anthony Treywick. Yes, it's uh, been a while. It has it has been quite a while since the two of us have been on the show. We're yep. about to have us another uncomfortable conversation without a condom, you and I. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's hop in, man. What 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 the hell? What have you been doing? Where the hell has Anthony been? <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, my grandmother passed away recently. Um, been dealing with a lot of personal things, you know, obviously in my life and. We've just been busy, man, busy with work and, you know, with the family and, um, you know, just dealing with the processes of, you know, death. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. I've been going through a lot of it here lately and it'd be kind of nice for it to kind of let up for a while and not lose anybody. But but it's good to see you. It's, it's been a minute and it yeah. seems like there's been a lot of shit going on in the world that uh, finally we, we just kind of said enough and let's sit down and talk about this. It's, so. it's definitely been quite some yeah. time and I'm sorry to hear about all that. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's it's almost as if though we have m priorities that are more important than recording right. the show, and it's like it's amazing what happens when we actually take care of those priorities. And you know, I mean, we got to take care of ourselves just as much as anybody else. And you know, yeah, sometimes I mean, that just... means a large gap in the production of the show. I mean, it's not like this is paying our bills at the moment. No, we, do, we do this because it's, it's fun. So I mean, yeah, you know. Um, Anyway, so uh, that being said, I, I there's I, I've also been up to <laughs> quite a bit. Um, I was fixing to ask what all have you been up to? Yeah, a, a, a number of things. I'm just trying to toggle and and rebalance my workflow, yeah. my work life balance, if you will. And I just now got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I need to start like building back in a weekend concept. <laughs> <laughs> like, like does I that used, even exist? Like when I used to work full time, you know, forty hour work weeks, yeah. I I knew my ch paycheck was coming in. I didn't have to think about work. I just yeah. took the weekend and was off, and I was just doing stuff. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I have to constantly be thinking about all this, so I have to like figure out a way to build that back in where I'm just like yeah. able to get my mind away from how am I going to pay my bills <laughs> into you know something a little more relaxed and just hanging out with the kids that kind of thing. Well, things that I've noticed about us is we we kind of go a couple of months tackle the things we need to tackle and then we find ourselves getting more free time and then all yeah. of a sudden we're doing popping out recordings once or twice a week and you yeah. know we usually do it for a while but you know and, and it's interesting because with it with everything like you and i were so good about you know as soon as we heard about the top story of the day or the week we were discussing it through either via text or discord or whatever and, you know, we would always schedule a time to come in here and sit down and have a discussion about it. Mm -hmm. And over the last couple of months, because we haven't done that, so many things have happened. And, you know, recently we've had the school shooting over at Covenant, which is not too far from, well, a little further for you, not yeah. too far from me. And this whole transgender thing has just gotten out of control, dude. From sh like mass shootings to you know, major corporations now ad adopting this ideology, which is not good. And, and I guarantee you probably about five seconds into this, people are going to start calling us, you know, homophobic. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. You know, bigots and so forth. And and we've already gone down that road with other people. So we're kind of, you know, that shit doesn't really do much to us. But, um, but the discussion needs to be had about 
why has this gotten so bad? Why has this gotten, you know, to a place to where it's at now to where, you know, you know, the, the White House and, and the Biden administration is really pushing to support this. And, you know, and, and have people really thought about the long term effects? And one of the things that I did recently after the school shooting, I, I was reading a lot of reports where or a lot of organizations that were actually supportive mm-hmm. of the, you know, the shooter. And I'm thinking that's how, wild, right? I, I have I slipped down into this dimension where people actually feel this way, like there there was. Well, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't think people actually feel that way as as much as they they feel like they have to feel that way. If that makes sense. Um, basically, I, I saw this video where uh, this guy, this man on the street, interview style thing. He's going out and yeah. and asking people, "Hey, do you condemn the shooter?" that shot the, at these kids at the covenant school. Right. And this, these people would like do everything in their power to not say the words that I condemn yeah. that shoot. Like how hard is this to condemn the actions of somebody, but because they're trans and because they're so pigeonholed into this box that they have to like have this opinion that, you know, anything said mm. negatively of any community that's protected right now is somehow a, a, a way to, a, a way in to accuse me of being homophobic uh, transphobic, you know, whatever the whatever the phobic or bigot bigotry type word is at the time is, and and I think people are just scared. Like, there's a fear. There's almost a fear underneath it all that they're just not. Well, I, you know I've what had I mean? yeah, and I and I recently I've I've got a gay friend of mine um, that came over to visit at the house a couple of weeks ago, and and we were having a conversation about all of this, and the one thing that he's terrified is being lumped in with the trans community. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of pushback. There's going to be a lot of people that all of a sudden are going to start hating this community, the trans people. But because they've adopted the the gay community under yeah. this one flag, yeah. he is petrified that that he's going to be targeted. And most Republicans, even though they'll say one thing, they're too stupid to understand that there's it's a different thing. Honestly, well, I I've this seen is both sides. No, this well, is, yeah, we we've we've hit, we've beat up the left plenty on the show uh, well we, yes. we already know that they're kind of brainwashed as, but but i i, I don't it feel is like, your conservatives yes yeah i don't feel like there's been enough attention called to the brainwashing on the conservative sides like they hear there's a trans shooter and all of a sudden that's a huge story and right. like the, the entire lgbtq community is under to attack blame. is yeah. to blame right. because of the actions of some because uh, like this this weird it's, it's this weird boxing of these ideologies that's put well, and that, that's the difference between your, you know, your liberals, your far, you know, far left, far right, yeah. you know, your extremists, your so quote unquote, you know, domestic terrorist and, and whatever you want to call them. It's understanding the difference between a Democrat and an actual, you know, lefty or far left, um, understanding a conservative versus somebody that's far right. Yeah. These these can be two things. Yeah, those distinctions aren't even hardly made anymore. Right. But Everybody the thing wants is, to think is, this one, A or B. A or B. But, but there it. is a class of citizens that do not agree. Yeah. And there's a large class of the gay community that do not agree with this. As you know, just talking to Billy and having him on the show, he's a drag queen. You know, I yeah. mean, this is somebody who has openly, you know, said this is not okay. Yeah. I mean, he used to see a lot he's of the shit that went on. Very immersed in the uh, right. drag, in, drag uh, right. community, yeah. So having that knowledge and, and having that conversation with Billy could be, I swear, if you go back and watch some of those videos that we've had with him, it's almost like that stuff is relevant. And that was almost two years ago. Yeah. 
Tell me about it. Like we could have, we could probably upload that today and it would be just as relevant as it was two years ago. Might be worth giving it a shot. I I wouldn't, (laughs) Hey, I I wouldn't be against it because it's still shedding the light on, on the serious issues that are going on. But what Billy did for us was Mm -hmm. give us a real in-depth look of, of what really goes on in these clubs, you know? And I, I, I keep the thing that I have to remind myself when we have this discussion especially when it pertains to the small children that are going to these pride parades and, right. you know, to these clubs and so forth. And it's the parents. It's not the children. Yeah. Always, I, yeah. I have a hard time believing that there's children out there that feel like, you know, they feel this way because let me tell you something back when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut one week. Next week, I wanted to be a lawyer. Next week, I want to be a firefighter. Next week, I want to be a policeman. Yeah. Or, or a certain movie comes on, you're like, I want to be a con man. Or, yeah, or an action hero <laughs> yeah. or a detective. Or Our minds yeah, are, I want to be are still 007. evolving. Yeah. And our imagination is running wild. It does not mean just because we say, hey, we want to be a cop, we're going to end up being a cop 20 years from now as, yeah. as a small child. That is just things that pique our interest in that moment. We simply move on, usually within a couple of hours, and we found something new that we want to do. Everybody knows how impressionable children are, though. Like, they're just basically water that we're just putting them in. They they don't fit into a container yet. I have a real issue with the parents that are pushing this, that think that this is okay to do. You know, they... You know, I often hear the stories or read about them where, you know, their child doesn't feel like they're being accepted by society. Yeah. Well, have have you gone down other avenues to try different sports, different programs? I mean, see, here's the thing: is that the, the parents, they're, they're most of them. I would say ninety percent of them are trying to push their ideology off onto their children. That's because that's what they want to see them turn out to be. That is a very dangerous road to go down because you're not giving your child any, or if any at all, much of a childhood. You're not. You're depriving them of of growing up. Your responsibility is to take care of your child, feed it, clothe it, give it shelter, and encourage the child in anything that it wants to do. I have a hard time believing that a four-year-old is going to come to you and say, hey, I, I, I want to dress up as, as a little girl. If that's true, which there's some cases out there where little boys want to do that. Sure, sure. Okay, that's fine. That but don't actually yeah. take it seriously. Don't <laughs> take it to the point where you now find yourself in Vanderbilt Clinic and you're talking about getting this child puberty blockers, which thank God they've blocked that shit here in the state of Tennessee. Don't take it literal because everything else that I've told you about being an astronaut, it's just in the moment. It's how I feel. It's what I've adapted myself to because I thought it was interesting. And then all oh of a God. sudden it's just like, can you, yeah. Can you imagine the amount of liberal parents out there that as soon as they hear their four year old little boy say, I want to wear a dress. I want to wear little girl's clothes. Their thoughts is, oh my God, jackpot. I've got one of them. I can I can show how much of an ally I am to this community <laughs> vicariously through my 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 son. You know, like it's it's almost like they win the lottery in that in that moment. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to say I I, I uh, am saying what they think necessarily, but uh, there's, there's something I, I wanted to bring up to you that I, I was sitting here thinking. Um, have you have you noticed this conflation between drag and trans as if they are the same thing? Have, yes. you know, have you noticed that like when pe- like they use it almost interchangeably now well because the the paradigm between the two is, is so close yeah there's a lot of overlap um, for sure for right sure. because there is so much overlap it, it's very hard to really put these two in separate boxes okay yeah. um and that's where i have an issue because 
again, this is where I feel like the wrong people within that community are going to be targeted for something that they don't necessarily agree with, i.e. Billy. Yeah. He doesn't agree with this. He still dresses up in drag, you know, but, you know, that, and then, of course, the other friend of mine. Now, he he's just he's just gay. I mean, he's recently come out. He's sat me down. He's told me, you know, this is what I prefer. I like that. Still he's, love the guy for he's him. He's just gay. <laughs> because, like, see, there was a moment in life where, you know, back when their movement was actually a thing, it was a legitimate thing to want to be able to marry and have the same, you know, um, the same things or the same opportunities as straight people have as far as getting married right. and, and so forth, which I don't have an issue with that. I, I never have. Yeah, same here. Um, but where it became an issue for me is when you started to tell me that I have to, you know, call you this or call you that. You're not going to tell me what I should and should not say just to make sure that I don't hurt your feelings or, you know, discredit who you are as an individual. Good Lord. If that was the case, and, driving would be a totally different experience, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but here's the other thing, too, is then it got into the, into the kids. Yeah. That's where, as a father, you are also a father as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, whoa, hang on a second. Now you're kind of, okay, we let you do this. We, we had no issues with you doing this. Now you're, you're pushing this to an area that, okay, we got to put our foot down. Enough is enough. Oh, and what and, sucks is you have the people that are that all, all along were going, oh, you let the gays marry and all of a sudden it's a slippery slope and you're going to have people marrying animals and stuff. But it's and, not your gay community well, that's really what doing I, this. I know what I'm saying is that it almost vindicates those people like, see, no. I told you, I told you it was going to get worse and worse. Now they're going after the kids. And it's like, yeah, I, I know I, you I do have your, your like, uncles that, that will sit there and your grandpas that'll sit there and say that yeah, I told you all along. I mean, yeah. and that's, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's just, I think there's just, it's gotten so out of hand and there's so many people afraid to even stand up because of cancel culture. So many people afraid to speak up, say something. Cancel culture doesn't though, work unless you let it work mm-hmm, against you. For sure. That's the only way cancel culture works. If you're willing to. Okay, if these people call your employment, if if, if they do things to alter your life or put you in a position where you can't find a job, okay, that's when you have to stand up for yourself. Right. Lawyer up. Do what you have to do that is necessary to fight back. But the problem I have is a lot of conservatives lay down to this shit. They do not stand up when shit like this is going on. And we've been very fortunate enough by doing the show to meet other people that actually stand up for their causes in their local communities. Right. And we get we get an opportunity to give those folks a megaphone as, as well. We give them a platform see, to be able to <laughs> get that voice out a little farther. Right. We met some great people that way. Okay, with all that being said, I find myself, you know, I work nights, I'm still on nights, well on second shift, and then I'm I'm off work and then I'm scrolling through YouTube. It's like three o'clock in the morning, right? And I come across this video and I'm like Okay, well, this is interesting. Now, mind you, before that, because of all the, the, the trans stuff that's been going on, this was right around the time of the active shooter that happened over at, at you know, um, at the elementary school over here in Tennessee, the Covenant, you know, elementary. Right. And I got on YouTube and I, and I wanted to see how many people actually are in the process or have detransitioned. I wanted to see if that was really a thing. You hear about it, you don't ever see anybody post anything about it. There's, there's nothing on podcasts. There's not really anything out there except for Michael, you know, Michael Walsh. And, you know, he, he, he did that thing. Uh, what is a woman? And there right. was that one segment that was in there. So I kind of went down that rabbit hole and holy shit, dude, there's tons of videos of people coming out and telling people this was the worst mistake I ever made. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done this. 
and seeing what they do to their forearm to, to remove that skin to give them yeah. a fake penis that does not work will never work because they're not biologically capable of making it work. And it was just like, holy crap. So I'm watching these videos. I'm learning as much as I can. And then I come across this one individual, this black guy, cool guy. And I thought, okay. And it, you know, he was talking about his concerns with the community. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this ought to be interesting. So I started watching it and I was like, the dude is preaching everything that I've been thinking, everything that I've been wanting to talk about. And I was, and I got with you and I, I send you that message and I was like, we got to talk about this. Yeah. It's a video called my concerns with the LGBT community. Let's, uh, let's yeah. watch, let's watch. Okay. Which is this idea that anyone who disagrees with anything gay, they're automatically homophobic. We should be allowed to voice our opinion without being scared of being called transphobic, homophobic, whatever it may be. Now, now, for those of you who are just listening, and for those of you who are watching, if you can't tell, this is a very homo- uh, homophobic. <laughs> this is a very gay, gay and very black dude here. That's yeah, that's having like, these opinions. So. He's he's got he's got the black down. He's got the Which gay down. Really, really <laughs> irks the crap out of me that a couple of white guys saying the same message, a couple of white straight guys saying this yeah. message, does not hit the same as a black uh, gay guy. It just, I mean that. That's not right. Because we're not on the on like the you have end to, of the, of yeah, the, you have the victimization to, pyramid yeah, here. Like you have to look a certain way, be a certain way to have a certain opinion on certain subjects. Like that is such such a ridiculous It caught my attention not only because of the title, but his thumbnail and then seeing that he was black. Yeah. I didn't know he was gay. I didn't know he was gay until he mentioned it at the beginning of the video and I'm like Okay, this about, is going to be good. Was it about as soon as he started talking, you kind of got the idea? That's, no, that's, he openly <laughs> comes out and he talks about him being gay. And, that's about when I figured it so, out. I just heard him talk for about three seconds. I'm like, oh, this guy's gay. Okay. No, but here's the, okay, here's what I want people to understand before we kind of get into this. This is just proper thinking. There, there, there's nothing more to this than understanding that this is common sense. This is logic. This does, you literally, I mean, you could have probably the lowest IQ in the world and still understand this to some degree you know he breaks it down that good and you know i wish i could have articulated what he was saying a little bit better but i think because he's a part of the community he can do that better than us speaking that language so he can speak about that community what's a part of that community what he doesn't like about that community where you know okay i wanted to jump on and talk about this because it kind of highlights things that we've already discussed right well let's see what he has to say which is this idea that anyone who disagrees with anything gay, they're automatically homophobic. We should be allowed to voice our opinion without being scared of being called transphobic, homophobic, whatever it may be. There's a strong difference between someone disagreeing with gay people versus being homophobic. You can disagree with gay people all day long. You can not like what they do all day long, but as long as you treat me with respect, as long as you're not scared of me, you're shunning me away, you're not homophobic in my book. As a grown adult, you have the right to your own opinion and your own values. I don't care what you think. I do care if you're trying to stop me from progressing and you're not seeing and, and trying to make sure that I'm not seen as equal as you. I care about that. Yeah. Context matters. And typically when someone says they don't like gay people, they're really referring to not liking the gay community and the gay culture, yep. not that individual. They don't care what that individual does in private, but they care about all the things that are happening within the gay culture. That's true, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that could be a jumping point of talking about, you know, gay pride month or the yeah. gay parades where now you're seeing a lot of a lot of children attend these. I, I don't I don't like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's more of a sexuality kind of parade than it is anything else. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen clips from it. And it's, 
yeah that, that that's the number one thing that man i just I, the, the left doesn't in general get about the right is just most people on the right don't care if you're gay they no. if you want to be trans if you are trans whatever nobody right. really gives that much of a crap about it i mean a few people do sure but there's always going to be a few people that do mm-hmm it's 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 when you have uh, the the kids introduced to this stuff. That's it's like when it's, it it's when you start when you start trying to to uh, I guess brainwash the kids or uh, mold their little minds into whatever you think your political ideology is. And I don't care whether you're on the left or right. If you're getting the kids involved in this stuff, that's unacceptable. Well, for me, it's, that's it's, drawing a line. And, and and I was just telling uh, the gentleman we just had on the other day, Kevin. Yeah. Um. I, I, like. There should be a certain point, even if you're going to transition, like, you know, you should probably wait until you're at least fully developed mentally. Here's the thing, though, is I I can remember, you know, you couldn't, I mean, until to this day, you can't get a tattoo. You can't buy a pack of cigarettes. You can't buy alcohol until you're of a certain age. Well, how is it we can medically (laughs) do things? I'm little Timmy. I'm seven. I'd like to pick up a habit of smoking. Mom, I identify as a smoker. Mom, please. Please buy me cigarettes. Mom's but, not buying me cigarettes. No. Oh wah. Oh wah. I'm gonna start throwing a fit. I'm gonna start having having convulsions and shit. I'm gonna start contacting all of my my local uh, social media uh, uh, um, influencers well, and, and the, get them to get the kids some cigarettes. But the thing is, though, is is we put these in place <laughs> because we're trying to protect our children so to allow them to grow in such a way that doesn't you know inhibit their ability to become you know socially and functional adults yeah. at some point i mean well, really you really I mean, don't develop until you're 25 that's when your your brain stops developing but that that really kind of concerns me is like well it's we're kind of being hypocritical here we won't let them do x do y and z what do you mean but yet we're allowing to let them get these procedures done and do everything else oh hypocritical in terms of yeah i mean it's not letting them do all the things that they could do as adults as kids <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my own parents would not let me smoke, would not let me drink. Do you really think that my parents would have been on board with doing some some yeah, shit like that? A this? lot of kids weren't allowed to watch anything PG or rated R. Right. You know, people weren't allowed to go to certain places. Right. You, know, you had restrictions. You had boundaries. You had rules. You had right. And there were there uh, was structure. reasons for that. You had I mean, structure, yeah. you, I remember back in the '90s when they finally put parental advisory stickers on CDs. Mm-hmm. That's how. If I'm showing my age on that one right there. Um, but that was a the thing. They they were concerned about the lyrics that were being said, just the music yeah. that was going to be harmful. You know, I think so, that backfired. I think that was another example of government intervention that backfired. I <laughs> well, because then you're so intrigued to know what's being know, said lyrically and music. As so, soon as I saw a parental advisory I gotta sticker, have it. yeah, that's the album I want. <laughs> yeah, I want to try it. Buy it. I'm like 17 and a half. I can pass as 18. Uh, yeah. I kind of slip it up there on the counter to see if he'll ask me for ID, oh, and if he does, sure. fuck. Yeah, yeah. But no, I try mean, again next week. Right. So. <laughs> It, it it really bothers me to know that we're out here putting all these restrictions on everything else, but we're not doing anything about actually putting chemicals into children's bodies that will alter them forever. You know what? There's, That's interesting. You said, like, it just made me think. It's interesting because it seems like now there are more restrictions on adults than there are on kids nowadays. It seems like it's kind of flipped over the past couple decades. It, as far in terms of as far as what uh as far as you know like 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 we we're just talking about all the restrictions kids used to have like you couldn't do this you couldn't do that your parents would have very strict rules guidelines boundaries you, right. you know very very structured you know for the most part obviously you had you know varying degrees of of uh, of that but 
um, here lately as an adult, like you can't say this, you can't do that. You can't, you can't have this opinion. You can't, it's like all the guardrails all of a sudden are like, after you reach adulthood, that's when you're like held, you know, held to these certain standards. But before that you're a kid. Oh, everything's all loosey goosey. And Oh, you can be whatever you want to be. You can, you can be whoever you want to be. You can be whatever sex you want to be. I mean, you used to be able to do something that was stupid and we turn around, man, that's gay. You know, I, oh, mean, I still do that. Use that term in such a way that it's just, you know, now it's you're pissing off the whole damn community. Yeah. And next thing you know, it your inbox is getting flooded on, uh, in, you know, on social I, I, media. I say it to my own gay daughter. She doesn't. It's because she, you know? she knows she knows the, the intention matters. The, the what, what was what was uh, this guy saying on this video? Is he, he said he said the intention matters. It's yeah. like what what's going on? You know, uh, but not, I not mean, intention. here's what the thing, you, though, is, is people that watch this, they don't know us. They don't know us from Adam. Or yeah. Eve, but the thing or, is, or Steve. is, right? <laughs> but the thing is, though, is is you may not know us, but if we had ill intentions towards this community, we we would be sitting on here slamming the shit out of them, telling them that you know that that they're worthless, they oh, yeah. they need to burn and die in hell. That's not what we're saying. Quoting biblical stri- scripture no. to back up our points. What I'm saying is, is we need to load them all up, put them on an island, say adios, you know, and let them do their own thing. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm fine with that, but yeah. um, you it, know, it can be a nice island. I, I'm okay. Yeah, with I'm, that. I'm fine with that. You know, so <laughs> I'm just joking, folks. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> no. Oh, mm. ah. uh, you never know. Uh, keeping it spicy, right? So, but no. And and all honestly, I I I feel like that we have found we have found ourselves becoming very tribal. You know, we stick to what we know and who we know and things that we do. Just now? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is, is to a point where the trans community really need to leave everybody else alone. Yeah. They need to go do their own thing. They need to try, they need to stop infiltrating on the, on the gay community as, as much as they have. Because again, the backlash that's going to happen to just regular gay people who don't support this can get bad. You know, I mean, shootings are never good. Mass shootings are bad. But then all of a sudden you're losing lives, innocent people that are just gay that had nothing to do with this are now becoming victims of what the trans community is yeah, doing. Which only makes the everybody who thought that they were victimized, it makes them look right. Yeah. It makes them look right. And it's not it's absolutely not the case. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to get off on a tangent on that. All I got to say is, is look up the past, what, five or six mass shootings mm-hmm. there. They've all either been gay or, you know, they're a part of the trans community, you know, and it's yeah. just... Um, very unfortunate you know we we've spoken before about there's mentally something wrong with these people you know if you feel like that you got to have pronouns and you got to feel a certain way you you've got some internal issues going on that you need to address you know and and for me it's like these people need to go talk to somebody like a legitimate therapist um i i don't think doing the the transitions i think of anything Go and talk to a counselor before you do it and kind of see where you're at in a couple of years. And if you still feel the same way, then proceed with it. But then if not, then don't do it. At least give yourself a chance in life to see where you're at, to see where, how you really feel before you make some life altering decisions that can affect you in in the worst possible ways. You know, I, I don't want your life to be cut short or, you know, or you have things, certain things removed that you wish you hadn't have done five, 10 years from now. To, you know, to, th- so. to add a little more empathy to the situation here is I've I've I heard this brought up the other day and it's a good point. Um, it just if if you're trans 
or you're gay or whatever you think you are. Right. Um, because of the internet, because of social media, it's become it's a, amazingly it's, easy to find your community out there. The problem starts happening when you start espousing those viewpoints and those very opinionated things out in the real world where a lot of people, they don't either understand it or they're not on board with it or right. they disagree with it. And all of a sudden you have this extra level of confidence uh, that you're you're right because well all these other people are right. Mm -hmm. All these other people tell me how wonderful I am and how I'm doing the right thing and how I'm, I, you know, or whatever they're telling you uh, and, and essentially love bombing you, which is a, a classic uh, psychological manipulation tactic that's right. used and not even saying they're doing it on purpose, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it's like that disconnect between what you, what your online life is versus your reality versus reality. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't add up. And then I think what a lot of people do is they go out and start trying to face the world, you know, the real world. And when they're treated differently, it's, uh, it's a, it's a huge hit. It's a huge hit to your ego. It's a huge hit to your confidence. It's a huge hit to just your your, your self esteem and your and you, and you just a lot of people can't handle it. I don't think they can handle that. Like we're not designed. We're we're like you said, tribal creatures. We're designed to yeah. be part of a community. Mm -hmm. So when we feel like we're being ejected from the community for whatever reason, uh, that's uh, uh, psychologically it's almost the same thing as you might as well be dead. You might as well. It might as well be death. So I can understand. I can totally empathize and understand why these folks get so um, depressed, anx anxious. Uh, they yeah. get, they get. And then when you start seeing, you know, I'm trans and I'm watching the, the the news and I'm watching all this stuff happening, and all of a sudden my fear response is kicking in. My my fight or flight. I'm not. I'm I'm a, I'm scared. I'm not thinking. I'm not. Mm. You know, and then they just, convince just you the whole, world's against you. Yeah, it's a whole snowball effect of modern society that all kind of rolls into one and creates this environment where it's almost impossible for people to live as flamboyantly as they would prefer to live in the real world. Right now, am I saying that's right or wrong? I mean, I think it's kind of messed up that people can't just be who they want to be. But then again, society is kind of based on a certain set of norms and then you have a few people that are just outside the norms which is fine i mean i don't i don't mind a few people outside the norms and most people that's fine yeah. most people don't but when you get so far outside the norm and you're like you're projecting that onto children that's well, an issue I, that's that's a whole separate issue but i'm, yeah. just, I'm just talking about from the from the perspective of somebody who's going through this stuff like you you don't fit in and you want to fit in but you also want to be who you think you are which right. is great i mean great but that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes as we grow up, we have to find this kind of happy medium where we, you know, we, we might, right. we might make a few allowances, you know, we might try to dress a certain way to fit in with our local community or society. You know, I'm not going to wear a business suit in the middle of Woodbury to go to lunch. You know, it just, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. People, right. people start looking at me, at me a little weird. You know, yeah. I may go in there with my, my, my jeans and my t-shirt and my, my button up even, you know, that's about as nice then as you're I dress. part of that norm. You know, yeah. It, it's, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. It's just there's something to be said about society being a, a, a community in general. Mm -hmm. And 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 I just I, again, I just want to empathize and just kind of say I understand kind of what's going on here. Right. I've myself has been outside uh, the norm, societally speaking, for a while, but I'm OK with it. Like mentally, mm -hmm. I enjoy that. That is who I am. I don't. But you know that about yourself. Yeah. And I always have these kids, these young adults, they don't, don't know that about themselves. And yeah. this is where I encourage those folks to seek counseling. Just because you seek counseling doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. You're just yeah. needing a little bit of help trying to discover where it is you want to go with your life, who you are as an individual yeah. and what path you want to lay for yourself. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, I've been 
in therapy for a long time, well, large part of my life because of other things that have gone on. But mm -hmm. had I not done the therapy, I don't think I would be as sane as I am today. You know what I'm saying? So it, there is some benefits to that. But going back to the whole tribal thing, you know, part of when we had Billy on the show was we had to open our minds to allow ourselves into that culture of what he was discussing mm -hmm. and understand where he's coming from and try to get some sense or inkling of what it's like to be a part of that community. We got a taste of it. We just, we don't know it. We still don't know anything about it. I would, it to I would totally go down and be a part of a drag show. Not, I wouldn't say part of, maybe, well, well, maybe. There's not, actual be, video and photos. Fun, actually. <laughs> there's videos and photos of us actually dressed in drag. If you remember one Halloween oh, yeah. that we did. I guess technically, yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun just to, to just to try. I'm, I have nothing though, against it. It used just, to be a fun thing to do. Yeah. If I see kids there though, that's, I would be, I would be so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like trying to like dance sexy in front of kids. Like that's just, no, absolutely not. Yeah. If you go back and watch some of our previous episodes, I mean, we're about as flamboyant as you can possibly get as two stray guys, you know, <laughs> but we're, we're not, there's nothing more to it than just that. What it is, you know, it's yeah. just dress up. No, speak it's, for yourself, buddy. You know, speak I for mean, <laughs> well, you did kind of mention how much you missed me since, you know, you I did. Last, I did. So. That was about as gay as I get, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. <laughs> so you want to move into the next section here? Yeah. It, it just, he was talking about being homophobic when you have these discussions. Look, if you want to call us homophobic, that's fine. But you have to remember one thing that shit don't bother us. Yeah. It, that card has been played out so many times now that people just want to hop online and say, you're homophobic, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're this and that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you really think this shit's going to bother me? Yeah, I'm right. not going to lose any sleep over you as a keyboard warrior thinking that yeah. you've done something a part of society because yeah, you followers. called me a, a yeah, bigot. Your five followers on Twitter and your freaking default profile picture. <laughs> oh, God. I don't have that many followers on Twitter, so I can't say shit. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. So, so this section is is labeled the uh, the, the LGBT versus the TQ, and this is yeah. this is one of the points that I I think a lot of folks. Let, let's let's see what he says first. Okay. Then, we'll, then we'll talk about. It's it. grouped together. The LGB have nothing to do with the TQ plus. They need to be split up. Yes. They need to be their own mm -hmm. groups, their own nonprofits, their own missions. All the progress that's been made to make everyone equal and and gay acceptance all it, i feel like it's being washed away he's right oh my god you know what I, I just thought of something is you know how many people get bent out of shape when you call um the indigenous people you call them the native american you talk you call them indians yeah and and you just lump them all into one they hate that you know one group versus you have the different tribes mm -hmm. and all of them had their own special cultures that made them a little different and made right. them a little bit you know some may have been more savage than others some may have been more peaceful than others mm -hmm. some were better hunter gatherers some had different you know and when you just lump all of them together into one group they're a little offended by that that's yeah. similar to what's going on here yeah. and, I, and i'm actually kind of confused why the LGBTQ plus or minus community wants to be part of all of that together because it because that it doesn't make any sense to me because I think that they feel like they're under the same umbrella as far as feeling like they're being oppressed. Oppressed, yeah. Um, so it's just an oppression oppression umbrella. I, I think that's pretty much what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, who's the oppressor and who's the oppressed? Okay, right. let's put everybody who's not the oppressor under that umbrella. So they're putting all of them yeah, together yeah. and and it's under this one flag of look like a fucking bag of skittles that you just opened up yeah, that's with what cotton, it looks like cotton candy and traditional flavors all right mixed in one. so yeah. it's yeah i mean to me it's these these two groups need to be segregated entirely and like and i agree with what he's saying you know just yeah let's let's finish watching that. all right 
because of how radical the TQ plus side of things has become. The root word of sexuality is sex. There's male and there's female. And the main difference between the two is a penis and a vagina. That's it. The only reason someone's gay is because they like the same sex. The only reason someone's bisexual is because they like both sexes. The only reason someone's straight is because they only like the opposite sex. Penis, vagina, that's it. Full stop. That's what it means to be gay. That's what it means to be straight. That's what it means to be bisexual. And now you have the TQ+, which is all expression, being lumped into what it means to yeah. be gay, straight. Or, like, it, it, at the end of the day, the trans, the non-binaries, the they-thems, all, all that, you still only like one or two or both things. And there's <laughs> a right. real issue that's happening now <laughs> regarding trans people and gays and lesbians. Because trans people are erasing what it means to be gay and to be a lesbian. Because I'm gay based off of sex. I'm gay because I'm a male that likes males. Yep. Lesbians are females who like females. Again, we're going back. This is this is this feels very strange to me. Uh, it, this is basic uh, knowledge, dude. I know. Just um, ba I mean, like this feels like the birds and the bees conversation. Like you're like I'm being. We're having to re-educate like, a population yeah. of people of what it is to be gay. We're Why? Yeah, we're having to, to to give these basic, common sense, standard conversations. Like this should not be that complicated. No. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but there's no reason for it. There's no reason why we should we should be so confused about who we are and what we are. And what because we, the uh, way I, I think the way the media, the government, your institutions that have really pushed this, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, now you got a lot of your major brands such as Bud Light, you know, Cooler's Light, Jack Daniels. You got all these companies, Disney, um, cartoons that are really honing in on being a part of this community. Right. Well, you don't want to miss out on that. I mean, if you're part of the gay community, why not benefit off of these companies that are willing to support the cause in which you are fighting for? The problem is your causes are two different things. Yeah. You're, you know, well, and even your goals you, you're trying to achieve are on two different ends of the race. Yeah, and you start, <laughs> you start alienating your, your audience when you do that. You know, what's hilarious. Um, and here lately I've, I've said it a lot on social media is the left is eating the right's lunch when it comes to protesting yeah when it comes to messaging when it comes to conservatives are weak oh my god so weak. very weak so weak yeah and i'm not just talking about up in capitol hill i'm talking about just your run-of-the-mill conservative conservative who's like we need to stand up and fight and do what we need but you sit your ass at the house and you yeah. don't do now, well now a lot of, a lot of people come back and say well it's because we have full-time jobs yeah. and oh, yeah. we don't have time to go protest and but you know what we work just as many hours yep. if not harder but we found time to get behind the platform in which we have to use yep. to do something about i'm it. going to i'm going to town hall meetings with friends and helping them with their causes right. i'm i'm attending uh big rallies i'm going i'm going to the, the you Capitol. and i are having a conversation mm -hmm. about this on we're, the internet we're doing we're doing stuff uh, but here's the thing um when it comes to the, that bud light situation yeah um all these people oh my god they look like idiots they look like straight idiots and i I applaud anybody that's left wing that's pointing this stuff out because well done that you earned that one. What do you mean? Okay, so a lot of people are taking these these Bud Lights and then they're like making pouring them down, the making drain. a big show of pouring them down the drain. You already bought it. Might as well drink it. I know that's a. You've already bought it. The company don't give a shit. You've they already, already got your money. And B, they'll like, well, we're going to be drinking. 
this other beer instead which is still under anheuser-busch's yes. umbrella and, and that's not even the worst of it i saw this i saw this video oh, dude geez. sitting there taking all these little clips and he's like oh that's that's really cool you're pouring out that beer that you, you because it disagrees with your you know viewpoints but and then he'll he'll say well now that you're drinking this other beer that's not under anheuser-busch's uh, umbrella He'll he'll bring up all that polit- all the ads that they did showing LGBTQ cans and p- packaging or whatever right. products they're using. Right. I'm like, this is oh my god. Okay, they're so just walking right into it. The it's best so stupid. The, the best way I can explain this to folks that are listening, um, the right is is good at memeing. The left sucks at memeing. But yeah, the right's yeah, yeah, bad yeah, the right, about yeah. pro, about boycotting. I, I I put it to you that way. So your left is it, it sucks at memeing, and your right sucks at boycotting. Yeah. So, you and, know, and political action. Yes. They, uh, <laughs> I, I, this is where I struggle with this because, you know, people have been asking me, where do you stand on the whole Bud Light thing and Jack Daniels and Coors Light and so forth? Yeah. Here's my thing. I'm not a big drinker. Okay? Did you see my post on that? I have not. So <laughs> I'll show, I'll show it here on screen. Here, here's my take on it. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to agree with it. You can boycott it. That's fine. Do it the right way. Yeah. Just don't buy the product. Don't use it. I, I don't. I mean, I have no reasons to drink. Yeah. So I, you know, whatever. But here's here's the catch, though, is that if you're going to boycott something, stay with it. And to kind of give you an example, mm-hmm. when the NHL introduced Black Lives Matter into their organizations, you know, I told myself, I'm not having anything to do with the NHL ever again. That was a couple of years ago. And you good? And I have not been back to a hockey game since. I have not bought any merchandise since then. That's surprising, honestly. Um, not, because not that, here, you, not that you're sticking to your principles, but just the fact, like, I know how much you love hockey. Oh, dude, it was I, hard. Like, I know how much you love this stuff, but you got it. Yeah, yeah. But you that, have that's to. That's the whole point of a boycott. But it, but it's also, as a conservative, going back to what we just talked about, you have to physically take action against something. You know, because a lot of these people, this this whole thing will be under water under the bridge probably in the next, I don't know, five months. People will forget about Three it. People days. will go back to drinking their, their Bud Lights. <laughs> like none of this ever happened. Yeah. That's the problem is that there's no consistency with, with conservatives as far as when they said they're going to go off and boycott something. It's it's hard, though. And it's hard, though. It's you, you got to keep up with all the different things you're supposed to be boycotting. But and with pick all the one companies, thing and stick with it. I yeah. did that with hockey, and I have and I've don't watch it. I, I've, I have not participated in any actual games that I've gone to. I mean, you have to understand, I supported the Nashville Predators since the inception of the team back in 98. Yeah. I was a season ticket it's holder bad. from 98 until 2004. And then after that, it was like, you know, they had the lockout. Well, then when they have a lockout, I swore I was never going to get season tickets again. I never got season tickets. What's, what's I would a, go. Sorry, sorry, what's a lockout? A lockout is where the, the owners and, and um, the owners and the teams can't agree with the players as far as money. Mm-hmm. So the players decide to force a lockout, not play games. It went on for a whole season. Oh, okay. uh, it happened in you. baseball as well. But my point is, is that after the lockout, because it was about money, I was like, no, I'm not giving them my money anymore. I'll just go to games when I have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So even back then, I was still strong on my principles as far as what I said and what I would do. Now, because Black Lives Matter had interjected itself into hockey, hockey has always been real good about staying out of the political sphere. That's the thing. Um, the, the politics, man. The, right. There's no, there no reason to blend them. And it was the one thing I had in my life that I could look forward to and enjoy and yeah. sit back and watch and cheer for my team and 
and to go through the highs and lows. And now that you've mixed politics, because it's not like everything else in my life is, is politically driven around it. <laughs> now I've got hockey that's a part of this. And I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm just done with it. Yeah. I didn't make any announcement on social media. I didn't post anything about it. I just did it. Just did it. You don't have to make your point on social media to hurt the bottom line. Yeah, they'll see it in the numbers. They'll see it in the numbers. Well, well so, the, the, I think the point of having it on social media is that it gets everybody else who... It gets you fired up for fall of five seconds yeah, they'll, they'll and you're get, drinking your Bud Light by next weekend. Get, yeah, supposedly they're supposed I to I guarantee you by you. Memorial Day that's coming up, you're going to be drinking Bud Light, cooking your burgers and your hot dogs. I am not drinking Bud Light. So, but... <laughs> <laughs> going back to what I was saying, though, is is a lot of these companies have adapted the trans community, which is a little scary because they're also feeding that whole community. They're yeah. given they're giving them the ammunition and the power to further their agenda as far as what they want to do with the trans community, and then of course with the kids within schools. You know, I mean, this is. This is something that companies really need to sit back and reevaluate. And if I was an inv you know investor into a company and I start to see my stocks all of a sudden just drop, yeah. I'm calling you and want to know why. You, you know what's funny is is I don't think I've even thought of the name Bud Light until this happened. And um, some, I haven't either. Somebody made I mean, a good point that uh, the right has been Dylan Mulvaney's largest like megaphone to get mm -hmm. his, his like how many people have never heard of Dylan Mulvaney. Until the right wing started getting their panties in a bunch about Bud Light, well, putting him on the can. Here's like, the thing: is I didn't know anything about this dude until he got some kind of. Oh no, he interviewed Biden, is what it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was an interview that he did with Biden, and I just I I briefly heard it on on the news and then turned it off, never gave it a second thought. But going back to what we were talking about as far as boycotting these businesses and so forth, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, why should you care? Why care? What, you know, who cares if you boycott? Who cares if they choose to do? You should care. You should care for a lot of reasons because this is how things get out of hand if nobody is willing to kind of be that frontline person and say, whoa, whoa, this is enough. Well, this is not what we support. Clearly, Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch and Jack Daniels, in Lynchburg, Tennessee, you're talking about Deep South right here, mm -hmm. have forgotten their 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 people. They have forgotten who their core, you know, consumers are. And eventually they're going to feel it one way or another, you know. So whether it's a pushback, whether it's their bottom line, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. But knowing conservatives and how they are, this won't last very long. And then they'll be back to buying their booze. Yeah, like, like you were saying, so, like you were saying uh, I think um, a lot of this stuff has a tendency to get out of hand. And when we don't. Yeah. I, th I think I think there is a place for people that are like pro progressives. Uh, there are there's there's a place for people that are more conservative right. in society in general because you've got, you know, there there needs to be some some ability to hold on to what works and not try to change every damn thing. Yeah. Whereas the progressives are like, you know what? Uh, let's just ch change everything. Let's do it all. Let's try this and try that, which is mm -hmm. great. We need people like that. Um, but like you said, when it gets out of hand, when it gets to the point where you're, the conservatives are almost uh, afraid of challenging the, uh, the, the thoughts and the ideas of the other side of things, mm -hmm. um, that's when things start to get out of hand and get way out of hand to the point where when the pendulum swings back, it's going to swing hard uh -huh. and it's going to swing so fast that your head's going to spin. Yep. And I think you're going to, you, I think with the way how far this has gone, it'll be a, a matter of, I th I'd say within the next decade. Um, you and I will sound like the most left-wing assholes out there because we'll be fighting back against the 
BS that the right is enforcing on everybody else. Yeah. I, I have a sense that that's coming. Just as much as the left is enforcing all their bullshit on everybody. It, this happens every 50 years. Yeah, I think you're going to see the exact same thing on the other side. And yeah. then it's going gonna, it's gonna to put me right back into 1990s, you know, brand new atheist Daniel. You know, I'm like fighting against the Christians again. <laughs> like, it's, and, and it's going to put me cool. back as being an old school, you know, you know, liberal or Democrats. Yeah. What I was before I became a cons quote unquote conservative. Yeah. Classic liberal. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I like to consider myself probably more libertarian than anything else. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I think I think we're, we're I think we're kind of stayed the same in general all these years um i think the world is just kind of moving it's like sitting in a pool where the waves just keep going back and forth and we're like well because what's we, going on you and okay, i have the, <laughs> well here's the here's the difference is that we have conversations we're not yelling at each yeah. other we're not putting each other down we're not getting emotionally driven by the situation well, not on camera anyway right no um that's only in bed later so mm -hmm. you know it's, it's just <laughs> But that's 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 probably the beauty of having this platform. It, it forces us to kind of um, point out our flaws a little bit, yeah. as far as okay, well, now let's think about that. You know, let's no, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with you. Um, have you thought about this? So, I mean, if you remember, and we've talked about this before, back when I first started this program with you, mm -hmm. I, I was very probably hardcore. I mean, I was in the Proud Boys. If that tells you how far to the right I had become. So over over time, you kind of work your way back to the center, and that's kind of what I did. I'm thinking, oh, this ain't for me. Yeah. This is not what I thought it was going to be. You know, oops, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, we all have our I wouldn't call them skeletons, but and then, and I'm then not suddenly, one to keep oops, that from people. Again. <laughs> I'm not one to keep that from people. Like if people want to dig, I mean, dude, we've got almost 500 videos of of content for people to use against me. But the thing is, it's it's also evolution of growth. It's seeing where I was back when I first started with you on the show into where I'm, where I'm at now. That's the same thing that needs to happen in conversation with whatever social issue you're going through, whether it's dealing with black and white people or or the trans community or the gay community or whoever it might be at the moment. Right. You know, your stances and your positions, if you have the conversation, do evolve over time. It doesn't happen overnight. The problem is the left is so emotionally driven, they want instant gratification. It's got to happen right here and right now. Yeah. Whereas conservatives are now... I don't want to really have anything to do with this right now. So I just want to be left alone. And at some point the left is going to drive this so far to the right, meaning that they're going to push so far into, into the conservative side, the conservatives are going to have no choice, but to fight back. Mm -hmm. That's where things can get ugly. That's where people can start lashing out, taking baseball bats, bringing guns to a protest. Next like, thing you know, it, like we're already seeing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, do we really want it to get that far? My my point is, is, is you got to have conversations. You got to sit down and talk. And the only way that you can change your perspective of where you're coming from on, on certain situation matters is by allowing yourself to open your mind to certain things, you know, because you can't evolve as a person. Who I was four years ago was not who the you know person I am today, you know, obviously, because, you know, we're sitting here having this conversation and neither one of us are talking about hanging you know, the trans community for what they're doing. We simply just don't agree with it and something needs to be done about it. Yeah. So. I, I want to touch on this video where he talks about uh, the children yeah. involving the children because I think that's where I think we, we find a lot of common ground here. Yeah. That's uh My next concern is the over-sexualization and involvement of children. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Who here knows what gay pride means? It means where like all the gay people, transgender, lesbian, bisexual people gather up and celebrate. That's absolutely right. It's a celebration of sexual diversity. 
Why is that a phrase that should ever be said to a child? That to me is, is you're not, this is child abuse. Straight up. 100% child abuse. If you're a parent who allows your child to do this or act this way or do anything sexual like this at this young age, you should be in, you should be incarcerated for child abuse. Yeah, that, in my that, that child was already that that child already had the vocabulary. Yeah. Like she already, but knew. she has no idea what she don't know what it means. And if she this. does know what it means, that's an even bigger problem. Yeah, she better not know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is where you need to start calling child services and get these people locked up for what they're doing. Yeah, but what do you do with that? I mean, you, you got how many people in child services are against this? Yeah, another part of the system and are going to and are going to going to actually. Well, they don't want that pushback. They don't want to get canceled. They oh, don't want yeah. their shit on social media. For sure. The difference oh, with sure. us is we're already on social media. We're, we've, you know, we can't hide everything that we do because we're so far out there in the public. It's, right. it is what it is for I mean, us. Everybody here, should aspire to grow up and be a gay icon. That's what. Okay, so uh, if you're just listening, uh, it's while they're talking, um, they're showing a video of what looks like, I guess, a little boy. It's been blurred out, but you can tell this boy is wearing nothing but short, short cut-off shorts. jeans yeah. and twerking his little booty off. In front of a crowd. Uh, yeah. In a parade. And, you, you know, and and this this is the one thing I've been hearing from a lot of people Um is is if you see this as a sexual thing, then you're the problem. Yeah. If if well, this is coming from the left. If 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 you're on the right and you're looking at this kid dancing and twerking his booty, and you think something sexual, maybe you're the pedophile. I'm like that is such a dumb shit argument. Have you heard? Have you heard that? I have, and 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 to me, it's like that's where I kind of have to sit back and be like, you are the problem. You're the kind of people that need to be locked up in an institution somewhere mm-hmm. and have electric therapy done to you. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I mean, like, as what... if, no, and, and which it did kind of make me think that it, it is interesting that I, I brought up the point that there's probably a lot more of this child porn on re- Republicans' phones right now because of them trying to dunk on the left every time you know the topic comes up they're going through their camera reel of all these clips. i don't give a shit about politicians and what they do <laughs> what i care about is what we're actually physically seeing in public no, in right, pride right. parades that the parents and other people around this actually are okay with this yeah well what i'm saying like, is, is how many people on the right are taking and downloading this video oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, clip yeah. so that way when they're ready to dunk they're they got this video yeah. on on lockdown ready to go when in reality, I think honestly, they've pro- the 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 right wing probably at this point has more of this crap on their phones than anybody on the left. Oh yeah. Unless you are a bona fide pedophile, you know, uh, in which case you probably have all. But of it, it makes me kind of wonder what kind of relationship this child has with her parents. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm concerned about. Let's continue. Friday is all about. You're right. See you at Pride, everybody. Why can't we just leave the kids out of this? They are too young to be thinking about anything sex and i mean this for both straight and gays 100 i mean this across the board why are kids at hooters why are kids at pride parades why are there child pageant shows why are we dolling up two-year-olds in a full glam makeup and bikini 100 all of it's weird when it comes to sexuality leave these kids alone this extends to even kids shows Members of this family all love each other so proudly and they all go marching in the big parade. Come join the fun! All of this LGBTQ marketing towards children just needs to stop. What are you doing on Blue's Clues? Why is there dolphins 
with um with cut marks as if the dolphins transitioned oh, why Lord. are there pansexual beavers like whoa what i i don't even i can't even believe i'm even talking about this how is this real life how is the thing that exists how is the thing that we're watching that someone actually sat down and created how and why we're children okay so one thing i did notice about this particular uh section of the video is i don't know if you noticed this but there's a lot more a lot less of the transition cuts um like he just this part here he's like okay this is what's going on this is my thoughts on the subject and there was no like cuts no. In between his thoughts like there was on the yeah on the other parts like you can kind of tell this part right here is the part that really has know, gotten ha cool. has his heart yep in because because as I, it should I yeah mean, yeah when i when i've got when i've got something to say on camera and I've, my heart's really into it you know you i let can, it, you I let can it just roll. i can just let it rip and just go <laughs> on and on and on and you're not going to see a bunch of jump cuts yeah um, but yeah, that that was that was very interesting, and I think that's uh, that's something that, something to be said that is just not called to enough. Um, yeah. We we haven't talked about it since it came out, but all of the uh, legislation that's been pushed um, here in Tennessee. Oh yeah, where um, people on people LGBTQ supporters and allies and and whatnot. They are in a damn tizzy because they think being trans is all of a sudden illegal and they're just like, I can't wear a dress in public in Tennessee anymore. And then you got this comedian, for example, that uh, he says, I'm, I'm going to be doing a set in, in Tennessee and I'll be wearing a dress. And like he thinks he's defying the system and like nobody gives a shit what you do as adults. Um, the bills don't say anything about that. All they talk about is, hey, the two things that I notice it's it's, hey, let's leave the kids out of it and be. Um, maybe the taxpayers shouldn't be paying for, you know, surgeries and stuff like that. Right. You know, that's pretty much what it boiled down to. And ironically, um, the the we should maybe we shouldn't be doing this in front of the kids side of this argument. It's already a law. It's already a law. You so don't, what you do don't you do sexual things in front of kids. It was you, just for show. But what do you think about the Democrats storming the um, the Capitol here in Tennessee against the bill that was proposed against? the I community? think that is great. I think it's great that they did it. I think it's great that yeah. they're exercising their First Amendment right. I completely support them in that. Do I what a, do I agree with what they're protesting? No. Do I completely understand why they're protesting? Do you agree? 100%. Uh, do you agree as far as them being actually removed from the House? Are you talking about the uh, actual members of the House? Or are you talking about the protesters? No, the the actual the three Democrats three that Democrats. are that are on the outs right now. Um, here, here's here's do where you think they should lose their jobs. Um. I think from what I understand, they're, they're not losing their jobs. They're just losing some committee appointments, right? Okay. Let me, um, let me look this up. Now, now, here, now here's, here's the thing on that while you're looking that up is, um, I've seen, I've seen so many clips going around about that. And it's the people that, uh, the, again, the left wing is doing a phenomenal job on messaging on this, on, on promoting what's going on. And I don't know what the truth of is. Well, of it, it is. was the expulsion of the three Democrats from from the committee from their committees yeah. yeah which is not them losing their job which they still okay. have the, so they still yeah. have their job yeah they, they've lost I, their the only reason why i'm asking you is because i heard a little bit about it, it yeah. happened right around the same time as i lost my grandmother so right I, i'm right. trying so, to see if you've heard any more or know a little bit more about this and say that i do because i'll kind of give you my okay let's hear it. oh no i was waiting to see what oh, what you know so i can <laughs> understand it better <laughs> I, I got it yeah yeah so so basically they're as far as i know they're losing their committee appoint assignments and things like that which is not losing their position okay um what what it's been being played out as on the left is these three uh, uh democrats um stood up and protested with the protesters okay. right and and uh as a result they got uh, expelled for they got basically shut down from their committee appointments was anybody and, hurt and, no and really the only people that got uh, uh punished the worst were the two black ones 
there was a white lady and two black guys. As far as the, the, the as far as the three um, representatives. Representatives, okay. Yeah. So, and well, what the left makes this look like is, oh well, this obviously we already think uh, they're they're racist. So you know they of course kicked off oh, the, the two black ones, and the reason the only reason the white lady got to stay is because she's a white lady, and that's the way it's being spun. And they're doing a fantastic job of spinning it well, that way yeah. for sure. And I haven't. Here's the here's the problem. I follow a lot of right wing accounts as well. I have heard zero from the right wing accounts about any kind of pushback, any kind of setting the record straight, any kind of even even if it's just spin like the left is doing, <laughs> like mm -hmm. even if it's just spin, I have heard nothing. I I'm getting so pissed off and disappointed lately, and you and you can see it reflected in my Twitter feed lately. You can see it reflected in my Facebook feed. Is I am disappointed. I am completely disappointed in the right wing right now because the left is eating our, well, their lunch. <laughs> I, I'm not right wing. The left is eating their lunch. And I know that there's a lot of things that the right could be protesting. And I'm really upset because they are not getting up and getting off their asses. They're not doing anything. They're not actually making any effort whatsoever. They did January 6th. And that was it. That was it. And uh, like, what, like I even made a post about this on Twitter. Like, hey, oh, oh, boo hoo. Um, I, the right has jobs. Mm -hmm. we, we've already addressed this early in this episode. Yeah. Uh, boo hoo. Um, the, the, they, they called us insurrectionists. Boo hoo. We tried it once and you saw what happened. There's people mm -hmm. still sitting in jail from that event. Like, wouldn't that be more of an excuse for you to get off your butt and go protest? Like, go and stand on those steps of Capitol Hill Here. until until those political prisoners are released and do not let up okay like so, that, that would be that would be what the left would be doing yeah and, and i agree with you i think okay here here's my take on this i don't think anybody should ever have entered, entered in the capitol back on january 6 i don't think anybody ever should have entered into the capitol here in the state of tennessee i don't think anybody should enter any into any capital under any circumstances when everything's in session I, I no. If you want to do it like outside on the steps, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. But do not put yourself in a position where things can go bad very quickly. Somebody can get shot. We saw that on January 6th. Somebody got shot. Somebody got killed. Mm -hmm. Like, learn your lesson from what happened on January 6th. There's a way that you can go about protesting this without physically, you know, walking into a situation where you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it just takes one person to get a little trigger trigger happy yep. and all of a sudden bullets start flying and then guess what? You got a real problem on your hands. For sure. Keep the shit outside of the capitals. It does not have a place within those walls for people to protest. Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't agree with it and I never will. I, I it's just call it unconstitutional, that's fine. Yeah. But at the same time the way the emotions are so high right now, the way people are just so triggered and just so emotionally driven, I'm telling you, if you let people just do this, it's going to get to a point where somebody's going to get killed. Yeah. Somebody's, well, you know, are, a representative's going to get shot. Yeah, people are, representatives already are already getting shot. I don't shot. care if you're on the left <laughs> or the it's right. It's already happening. It's already happening. I don't care if you're on the left or the right. Yeah. Stay the fuck out of the capitals. Just do it outside. Yeah. You know, it never least, looks good for anybody involved. No, it does not. But again, this is the problem that we run into is that things are progressively getting worse. And well, at what point do you have to draw that line well, here's the to thing. say enough is enough? In, inside the Capitol, um, you're allowed to go in there. 
Yeah, you're, I know. You're allowed to go in there. I, I mean, if the protesters want to go in there and be peaceful and protest, I don't. Do you know they're going to be peaceful? Well, that's that's that's. Have where we seen it, how radical the trans oh, community sure. has gotten? It's, it's it's everybody. It's everybody. Um, this comes on the heels level, right. of a school shooting. Do you yeah. really think that? I, I, that thought has not crossed my mind that if somebody is supporting the trans community couldn't open fire in our capital when this comes off the heels of a school shooting. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what I'm talking about. That's Emotions why our legislators, so our, our legislators driven. should still be. They should still be uh, at least a little bit afraid of um, their constituents. You know, if if yeah. I'm if if I if I'm pissed off enough and I don't like what my representatives are doing and I show up in the Capitol building and I show up inside the actual chambers and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey we're watching you guys right we're here to let you know we are not happy well that is that is well within our rights to do i it's, know and it's encouraged um i just i i know i know how you feel about you know they should probably stay outside and, and probably you're probably right they probably should stay outside but i'm not gonna i'm not one to to uh, make any kind of rules or laws that says hey you can't come i'm not either building, but right? it's common this sense is the, daniel this is the people's house it's common sense daniel when you just come off the heels yeah. of a mass shooting in an in a elementary school of a trans person yeah now you got trans people making their way into the Capitol. Let what a week and a half later, I don't like know, it wasn't even that long. Yeah, think yeah. about that. The optics of this does not look good. No, no, it, <laughs> but but it looks good from from the left's perspective. It looks great, right? It but what great. I'm saying is, as far as having more casualties or another mass shooting, yeah. that's 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 where everybody's mind yeah. tends to wander. Well, and it's just that was just too close to home for me. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to wait a couple of weeks, a couple of months when things intentions have kind of died down a little bit and you kind of let the families mourn and and kind of get through this, then, yeah, I I can. The conversation might be different. But as far as I'm concerned, because it happens so, so close together, that that's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of one of those catch 22s, though. Right. Because if you wait for too long to to actually try to take action and, and organize anything like that people's emotions well, die down enough that getting them there is going to be a well as we know the left is very good about organizing so i don't think that would have been an issue whether it was five or six months from now and they are currently organizing now for april 18th i'll let you know right now they're already currently organizing for june 18th as well i think here in nashville uh all over the place yeah all over the place i'm, I'm telling I'm you already it's, seeing, it's yeah. gonna get bad and, and i i would love to see the right uh put up some kind of a counter protest because every time the right puts on an event there's the left right there putting on another i think what every needs time. to happen sometimes the left okay. shows up in bigger numbers but no i mean yeah just involving the children as far as i'm concerned dude again this is where you know we give you an inch and you go a mile with the whole situation you know we're seeing all of this now in our schools we're seeing it you know the teachers are becoming more and more openly yeah. active as far as what they're doing to children we didn't know about any of this until covid and then all of a sudden, you know, parents started to pay attention during their Zoom calls and realize what the fuck's going on in our yeah, schools. Yeah, what is happening? Yeah. If anything good came out of COVID, it was this. <laughs> it was it was to shed light on what our teachers were doing within the school system. My tax dollars are not going towards you to push your personal agenda on these students. It is not. I don't know if you happen to see the uh, uh, recent Substack post that I made about uh, our kids are not political pawns. Um, just no. uh, basically it kind of breaks apart the argument and, I, and I'm kind of challenging people if anybody wants to read that and, and let me know where I'm wrong in the argument is basically we know all these things about the public school system right the, the left is already scared that our kids are their kids are going to get killed in school uh, the right's already concerned that their kids are going to be groomed and, and maybe even sexually sexually molested in school right. we already know all these things and, and, and I've made a number of points in the article I won't go into the details now but essentially we already know all these negative things about the public school system and mm-hmm. yet we still 
still seem to think that each one of those negative things on their own is the problem. And nobody seems to want to look at the common denominator that is the public schools, the schools part of that. Mm -hmm. um, they want to say, okay, well, if it's a school shooting, they want to look at the shooting part. If it's, if it's school grooming, they want to look at the grooming part. Nobody wants to look at the school part. And, and, as far and, as and what? As far as the, the whole model itself, the, the fact that it's obsolete, the fact that it doesn't work, the fact that it's I, not, there's no such thing as a one size fits all style of education, especially that, moving forward into no. the type of, of world that we're moving into where it's not going to be possible. No, I don't agree with that because the shooter had nothing to do with, with any of that. It was basically a, a, <laughs> the shooter had two schools to choose from. One had an armed guard, the other one didn't. It was a soft target. They no, chose no, the latter. I, yeah, so. I, and I, I understand that. And that's and I'm not talking about in, in this particular vein of thought. I'm not necessarily talking about individual instances. I'm just talking about in general with all of the problems that all of us seem to think that the schools have. We seem to think that some kind of new legislation or some kind of new rules or some kind of like if we're going to arm the teachers, like that's going to solve everything. No. It'll, it'll probably cut down on some things some, in some ways, sure. Right? And, and as far as solutions go, immediate Band-Aid solutions, yeah. I would say arm the teachers. Uh, let the teachers no, be armed if I, they want to yes, be armed. Yes, I think that should be openly selective to those that want to carry a firearm yeah, yeah, within the school. For sure. And only teachers. Um, and I've even made a post about that on Facebook, and I said, you know, enough with the bullshit and enough of the, you know, the legislation that just doesn't work on gun control. Mm -hmm. You know, you have everything that you, you, you've got put in place. Yeah. A criminal or somebody that is at, set out to hurt somebody or kill somebody does not give a shit about background checks. Aren't and you? even if they can clear background checks, they still have the intent to kill. Yeah. So say if guns weren't a part of the equation, they're going to find something else. We've seen this before in history. Aren't you tired of saying that over and over again? Yeah. At this point? I mean, because it, it, here's it the feels thing. like that's it's, had to been said 5,000 times. It has. You know, just, just here on we've the show. Seen, we've seen people take vehicles as battering rams and yeah. gone through parades and killed multiple people. Yeah. So don't sit there and tell me that guns are the problem. No, it's a person problem. You know, everything that we, I, I could take a baseball bat, I can take a knife, a gun, a car. I mean, I can park a car out in front of a school building, fill that thing with fucking dynamite and set it off and kill 20, 30 people. So don't sit there and tell me that it's a gun problem because it's not. It's a, it's a people, it's a heart problem that needs to be addressed. And that's yeah. the one thing the left will not do is they won't, they won't call their out their own side and, and say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't a gun issue. The gun's sitting there by itself. It's not growing legs and, and getting up yeah. and walking into a school and just automatically fires and kills people. That's it's, not that's not how that works. It's just battling symptoms rather than root causes. I mean, but the problem they, is, they, is they, that they nobody wants to. People want to keep passing the blame off on on one side and the other. Well, this side feels this way. This yep. side feels that way. Yep. They're constantly bickering back and forth, and I'm I'm thinking to myself. While you guys are bickering, there's some there's somebody else somewhere that's yeah. plotting something, which they found this other guy that I heard about recently. I think it was in Colorado. I could be wrong as far as the state, but they found his manifesto or it leaked somehow, and he had like several schools lined up. And God dang. Like it was it was bad. But I'm that's that's my point is is while our government is fighting over gun control, over you know, Republicans and, and Democrats you got people out here that are planning this shit. Yeah. Taking away guns is never going to be a solution. Guns are always going to be a part of our society. You're going to have to accept that and move on. Now, what do we do from here? We start looking at ways to implement the budget within the school systems to say, hey, can we arm, can we put two sheriffs at this school? Can we afford to do this? Well, come to find out, Tennessee found it in their budget to do it. Mm -hmm. So the schools that don't have, you know, the protection are going to get it. 
So that's what I'm talking about is you have to sometimes, even though you don't like the, the problem, which is guns, it's not going to go away. So until you can come to terms with the fact that you can't get rid of every single gun that's out there, because let me tell you something, the United States houses more ammunition and weapons than any other foreign country combined. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. So, okay, well, if we, if we can't ban guns, then what's the solution? Okay. So we need to start looking at other options. Are there people within the school system or in that school that's willing to carry a firearm? Don't, don't give out their name. Don't don't say who it is. Yeah, let's not register each individual. No, on the list. let's not make this public. Let's yeah. keep it anonymous. Don't let people know who it is, because the element of surprise for an active shooter is the last thing they want to have to deal with. Can you can you imagine thinking you know uh, <laughs> your 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 fifth period science teacher or something like that ends up being one that's packing and you never expect this teacher to be the one that's packing. You're like, Oh my God, Mr. Such and such. You, he's like oh, 65 yeah. years yeah. old. And like I never expected you. I expect Mrs. Mrs. Wilkinson down the, down the hall, but never you. <laughs> the only look, there's a double-edged sword to every situation. If, if I'm going to, you know, talk about wanting to find solutions or semi solutions to this problem, I also have to understand that people are going to infiltrate the schools, become teachers, get a hold of a firearm, and open fire. That's when you have a real problem on your hands. Mm. You know, if you get a teacher that gets a hold of a weapon and they decide just to kill everybody in their class, then what I, happens? I don't, I don't that falls foresee, back. I don't, well, I don't, I don't you don't foresee. know. Yeah, we never know. That's you that's, don't know, man. That's, that's where I'm at on this. Is like you got like you were saying the left and the right bickering back and forth about what the problems are, and yeah. really it's 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 one side going. Oh, hey, uh, maybe this symptom is the particular problem. And the other side's going, no, no, that symptom's not the problem. It's this symptom is the problem. Well, and and a lot you, don't, of... you don't have anybody going, oh, hey, let's go back to the root here. Let's go back to the, the, the core root. I mean, first of all, you know, you know how I feel about public school systems in general. It shouldn't be a thing. Right. Like, especially nowadays. It's well, Again, yeah. it's, it's obsolete and it has been for decades. Um, and if you're going to have a Band-Aid... Um, it's not going to look like any solution you think it's going to look like. Right. I, I don't know what the solution is, but it's not going to come in the form of a government solution because we see what happens when the government tries to solve problems. It ends up worse. And this needs to go back you know? to the local level, yeah, just the, the as harder, it did with, yeah. with abortions. Let, you yeah, know? let my local high school determine what is best for them. Right. You know, I'm in the middle of rural Tennessee. A lot of pe folks around here have guns. Yeah. Like the, the likelihood, like how, what was it? 30, 40 years ago, kids would show up to school with a damn rifle in, their, in, their, in, in the back in, window in, of the truck. Right. I mean, it's, it was just normal. Like yeah. there was nothing like, I don't remember hearing about a lot of school shootings back then. Do you I, no. like this? I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself ad nauseum at this point. It's getting, yeah, kind, it's it, getting it kind of old. It's redundant. And every, every time the story comes about, it's the same thing and nobody, nobody really wants solutions. It's the same <laughs> dog and pony show. And to me, it's, you, you've got to start looking at other things, other solutions, other ways we can go about dealing with this, yeah. you know, and okay, well, maybe arming teachers may not be the best way to go, but it is something that should be on the table, along with everything else that we can kind of come up with. You know, if it's putting, you know, an extra cop at this school to, to maintain some sort of Deter deterrent, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, Covenant was not, they didn't have any security whatsoever. Yeah. That was the problem. It was a soft target and the shooter knew that. That's why it went to that school. The other one that they had in their manifesto or manifesto, it had armed police. And that's why they didn't go there. They they wouldn't be nearly as effective as they were at Covenant. 100%. So that that's the thing is is okay, you well You can't tell people that. Well, <laughs> you can't tell people that. Until it listen. hits this close to home or it becomes one of your children or somebody that you knows children, 
you're going to start thinking a little differently. Maybe, but sometimes we have, we have many, many examples of this hitting close to home for all those communities where it has happened. Right. And where are we at? We're still having the same discussion. But you know what? We had a conversation recently where we talked about the school down in Texas, how we didn't give a shit about the situation. Evaldi, and, yeah. Right. It's not that we didn't give a shit about the situation. We didn't care as much as we should because it wasn't anything that as happened local. As much as local. we feel like we should. Right. Yeah. So now we're kind of in that position where it's right here in our backyard yeah and you know you made that point and i'm thinking to myself okay well i understand what you were saying but this is what i'm saying now that it's happened here what are we going to do yeah. i don't give a shit about the other other states what i care about is what happens in the state that i live in yeah my in, daughter in, goes to school in, here in your local area like how far right. how far would you say that your daughter's school is from that school um, Green Hills, I'm not going to give the location of where my daughter lives, but yeah, um, about an hour, about, f- about 30, 45 minutes, 45 minutes drive apart. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and how many schools are in that area? Probably a lot. You know, there's quite a, quite a few. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, you know, far enough away, but I mean, it still could have been yeah. as much as her school as any other right. school. And right. that's my point Which, is, is now it's starting to hit a little closer to home. So, wh- so does what that, does that mean? Does that change your, uh, your, your viewpoints on your solutions or does that just further strengthen what you already believe it does a bit of both because yeah. how, stre- how, well, how, was it, how would it change how would it change yeah. because it's kind of knocking on my door now and now i'm really kind of sitting down and saying what are some options here yeah you know my options that i thought about the previous time we had this conversations were were far different i didn't really care i, I didn't have a concern because it didn't happen in my state it didn't happen in my county mm-hmm. you know it, it happened hundreds of miles away you know, I mean, thoughts and prayers for, for that whole community, but here it's, it doesn't bother me. You know, it's like people who are affected by wildfires in California here. Most people in Tennessee wouldn't give a hill of beans about it, you know? So for me, it's, it's now it's kind of putting myself in a position where, okay, what can actually be done here? Like, what are, what are some of the solutions, whether it's temporary or something that's effective in the moment so that way we can find some time to actually put something that's maybe more effective, if not the same in place. Right. Um, it's not to buy time. It's well, yeah, it is because you got to have certain things done and certain things passed. But um, and I think Metro has done a really good job about, you know, finding a solution to, you know, like I said, they found it in the budget to be able to put armed guards at every school within so many hundreds of miles of, I guess, Davidson County. So with that being said, Metro's being a little proactive about what they're doing and what they're saying. Yeah. That makes me feel that's, a little bit that's better. It's good that they're taking some action. And I think in the heat of the moment with those kids, you know, marching on the Capitol or whatever, everybody's looking for an immediate solution. Right. But they're literally going to the entity that is the slowest at implementing solutions known to mankind. Like that's... Well, people want to enact the, more gun reform. How much are you going to put on somebody's desk you know, I mean, nothing is going to fix the, the gun problem. It is a it is a people problem. Yeah. Until until well, the left yeah, and the right can understand that it, it's a people problem. You got a lot of sickos that are out there that need to be locked up that, you know, and here's the other thing, too, is, you know, you talk about change. You talk about what could change mm-hmm. or what could prevent stuff like this. Stop dropping. This goes to the this goes to the police departments, to the FBI's. This goes to the sheriff's department. If you get calls and you and you already start to get red flags, stop ignoring them because majority of these mass shootings that tend to happen, this person's has got some kind of criminal hic- you know history or they've had some kind of report 
of this person doing things they shouldn't be doing. I wonder how many calls like that they get that turn out to be nothing. That the shooter down in Texas, you become, you become desensitized to it, or you just don't have the manpower to address every single call that comes in like that. Well, that needs. I, I mean, I don't know. That is just a couple of things that comes to mind. Um, well, majority of that is is usually the case. There's, there's been other red flags. There's other been. I mean, look at the bombing that happened in Nashville a couple of years ago on on Christmas. Was it Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Yeah, something around there. Yeah. You know, there were so many red flags to that situation, yet nobody. Nobody really cared, yeah. and that never had to have happened, you know, so. My next concern, kids transitioning. Can I tell everyone if you're a boy or a girl? Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl, and she prefers she and her pronouns. I've done too much in this world. Such a proud mom. <sighs> Ruined my life. These children have no idea what's going on. Kids can't smoke, drink, drive, vote. A kid can't even get a tattoo because it's permanent on their body. But all of a sudden, we're okay with them making permanent decisions, life-changing decisions, because of the way they're feeling. Have we forgot that they're children? Why is it seen as okay to put kids on puberty blockers? Why is it seen as okay to give children mastectomies? My name is Chloe Cole, and I'm an 18-year-old deep transitioner from the Central Valley of California. So Chloe Cole, we just saw her down in Murfreesboro. She came to an event oh. event uh, in Murfreesboro. Really, uh, I didn't yeah, know that. In, in a legislative plaza, or not legislative? What's it called? The down square, down the square, whatever. Yeah, and she came along with another a bunch of other folks to uh, to speak on this, and uh, I got to hear her story. And interestingly enough, when this was going, when her part was going on, um, she was talking about her regrets and whatnot, and it was the only time the entire day that the entire time the event was going on it was the only time that everybody just shut up for a few seconds and was just listening and it was it was yeah. it was uh pretty interesting and i wonder i wonder there had to have been at least a few people on the other side of things that were just going oh i didn't i didn't know that mm -hmm. you know and and it's it was it was very interesting to, to hear that i wish i had that particular part on recording to so you could kind of hear just how the whole crowd just got quiet when just mm. listening it was wild but anyway, started socially transitioning and identifying as transgender when I was 12 years old. And I was fast tracked onto medicalization at 13, starting with puberty blockers and testosterone before I went on to get a mastectomy at 15. And I stopped transitioning at 16 when I realized that I had regretted my transition and that it was starting to cause me emotional and also physical harm. This community is saying, love yourself as who you are. Be yourself. But then we're also telling them, in order to be yourself, you have to modify your body so that you feel comfortable. Okay, but what happened is being comfortable in my skin? What happened is owning who I am as a person? If I'm a flamboyant man, I'm a flamboyant man. Why all of a sudden, if I'm a flamboyant man or there's a flamboyant boy, he has to go get breasts. He has to chop off body parts. Like, what happened is accepting each other and accepting our lives as we are. Yep. What happened to that? All right. Less seems a bit hypocritical to me. Last section I wanted to hit here. If you want to comment on that, we can. He he shows a photo at some point. I'm yeah, gonna... that'll probably be in the detransitioners section. Oh yeah, yeah, this, yeah That's yeah, the other yeah. section I wanted to hit on here. Yeah, because he because he talks about detransitioners. Yeah, and, and I, I don't let that play. And we'll... I don't I don't feel like that topic gets enough play for sure. Uh, what detransitioning? Yeah, that's what I was talking about when I was watching those YouTube videos. Yeah. 
brings me right into my next concern is the LGBTQ community not highlighting and talking about people who yeah. are detransitioning and talking about the harms and the risk that come with transitioning. Well, I learned my lesson, but my breasts are yep. never yep. coming back. And it's like, it's a much more profound loss than I have ever like, it's, it's a worse mistake than I've ever made in my life ever before. I felt, I absolutely felt like my life was ruined. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about how you have to have a chunk of your forearm taken out to create other body parts. No one's talking about a lifelong prescription to pills. No one's talking about all the health effects that happen on later on life as you grow up. I've had seven surgeries. I've had one stress heart attack. I've had a helicopter life ride uh, with a pulmonary embolism. I've had uh, 17 rounds of antibiotics. I had six inches of hair on the inside of my urethra for 17 months. Nobody would help me, including the doctor that did this to me because I lost my insurance. I get infections every three to four months. I'm probably not gonna live very long. No one's talking about all that. Yeah. Yeah. No one's highlighting the people who have detransitioned and bringing up this topic. Claire White has done an amazing job at highlighting this. And you can YouTube it and you'll find a bunch of people who are showing, sharing their story. It's like even they're shunned out of the community. What happened to uplifting their voices? What happening to just, just sharing information with people? All of a sudden by sharing the transitioner story, you're being transphobic because you're denying someone from being trans. You're trying to persuade them out of being it. It's like, no. I'm giving them the full story. I'm giving them the full scoop. That brings me into my next. Yeah. Okay. So I think that'll be, if you want to watch the rest of that video, it will be linked in the description yeah, it's below. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, just watch the rest of that video. He's got some really good, really good points. And uh, I think we've hit on most of the major ones that uh, are important to us as well. But uh, here, here's the thing. Um, when I'm, when I'm getting ready to make a decision to do something major in my life, you know, say it's something as, as, as simple as buying a new vehicle. I'm going online and because it's not a highly politicized subject, unless you're, you know, talking Ford versus Chevy, I can go <sighs> online and I can look at all these different vehicles. I can look at all these different reviews. I can look at all these different videos, making recommendations about the pluses and minuses of this vehicle. This one gets a little better at this, but right. not quite as good at that. This one over here, you know, you can, you can, it's got this feature and that feature and, you know, Hey, I regret getting this vehicle because I've had this problem, this problem, this problem. And here, you know, I want to get the full spectrum of knowledge yeah. that I can possibly get to make an informed decision about the vehicle that I'm about to drive. And this is such a safe, unimportant subject that, you know, like you, you would think, you would think that a decision like transitioning or detransitioning or knowing what people have gone through would be uh, encouraged. Whether you are pro, G, pro, you know, I don't even know how to say this. The, 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 the idea, the idea that you would accuse somebody of being transphobic for showing or bringing up the, the idea of regret or uh, maybe even sharing a video that says, hey, this person also thought the same way you feel and this is, the, the, the fact that you would try to hide that from people is so dishonest and I think evil mm -hmm. and it's so blatantly one-sided. Um, nobody makes decisions about anything else that way where you only see the pluses but never the minuses. You know, and it's interesting because I, and <laughs> I just bought a lawnmower, what was it, a couple of days ago. And one of the things that I did was I went on there to get to read the reviews. Yeah. 
going to be kind of get the pros and cons of what people have experienced, you know, whether, you know, if it's a starter problem or, you know, how the, you know, the lawnmower cuts the grass and if I should maybe look at something else, depending on the, you know, the ratio of, of likes or dislikes and so forth. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, kind of like what you said about buying a car, we apply that principle in so many areas of our life you know, we read the reviews. We're not going to buy something that's got a, a two-star rating when we can go over here and buy something that's got a four-star rating and it's only 50 bucks more. Right. We're going to pay that 50 bucks more to get something that works. Well, why are you going to sit there and make a decision to have your forearm completely just mutilated and have it basically become a you know, penis and it doesn't even work? Yeah. Because all you're being told at the time from everybody in your community, everybody you surround yourself with is like how amazing you're going to feel when all this is said and done. Yeah, it's going to suck getting there, but you're going to feel amazing by the time it's done. Right. You're going to be a brand new person. You're going to be who you are meant to be. And well, you believe that. And it's hope. And it's, it's, it's being it's using your hope and your desire to feel comfortable in your body against you right. and not get it's not fair. It's not right. No. It's, and, a lot, and a lot, especially, I a, especially when you bring it to the kids level, yeah, because the kids even like pre 25, pre mid twenties, you don't know. No, I was an idiot at 23. Dude, I, yeah, I didn't I, know. I couldn't remember three years of my life between 20 and 23. Cause I was so fucked up on, on alcohol and Bud Light and other stuff, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, but I no, see what but you did there. here's the thing though, is I get a lot of people asking me when I have this conversation, well, what's different between Blair white and everybody else has transitioned. Yeah. She did it her way. Yeah. She was at, at of age where she knew what she wanted to do. She did it. I, I wouldn't say in the smartest way, but she did it. She was, she was absolutely 100% this is what I want to do. What's interesting is you don't seem to have any issue whatsoever calling Blair White she. No. You have no issue with that. Because she never and that's not crammed the that shit down my throat. Yeah, that's not the she problem. Never, she never um, injected this kind of behavior or this, this substance of wanting to, uh, you know, basically grab a hold of our kids and say, you know, you need to do this or this is how you feel. I mean, you saw that one parent was like, our, my kid wants you to know that she wants to be called this. And, and I'm like looking at this kid and the kid walks yeah. off and I'm like, that, that, I don't that, really that, think that kid wants to be that. That kid's shy. First <laughs> of all, this kid don't know you're just being, Oh my God. So when is... people ask me the difference between Blair White and everybody else, it's because Blair White didn't make it public. She didn't, say this is what I am and yeah. and she didn't parade around and you know do this and do that this was something that was well thought out I mean you, you got to go back and listen to her story but it's rather interesting um, but this was something that happened over time and these were decisions that she made at an age where she was an adult to make those decisions and and I'm not saying that you know I should call her him because technically she is a man but all I've ever known for her to be is a woman. Yeah, well, because yeah, she acts like a woman. That's not a. That's not an she, issue for me at all. No. no. Mm -hmm. I mean, but when you have these other people that are going out there that don't know if they're sure about what they are, and here's okay, this is a trend. This is a fab thing. You said it, not me. It is. He said it. He's the bigot. And that's that's <laughs> what I want people to understand is, is Blair I, White. I agree with you, though. That's a James Blair trend. White didn't do this because it was a trend or a yeah. fab thing or wanted to be recognized or she was depressed or had some kind of a mental issue going on. She didn't do none of that. She didn't go through none of that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So 
to me right now, it's cool to be gay. It's cool to have pronouns. And yep. and I and I'm thinking <laughs> pronouns. Handsome and gorgeous. I think I want those to be my pronouns. Handsome and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You must you must call me handsome or gorgeous anytime I'm in your presence. Okay. Yeah, those are my pronouns. I mean, or what? That's just it. I don't know. Like, what are you going to do if I don't? I'm going to get mad, throw a temper tantrum. I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to call your job. Oh, wait, I can't do that. See, here, and you're going to start wondering why you're isolated and I never call you again. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I may may call you those things to your face right now because you're threatening me under duress, but I (laughs) probably will just suddenly, you'll find yourself isolated and you don't want to, and suddenly anybody that's healthy mentally will not want to hang out with you anymore. But here's the thing, though. And you won't understand why. You're suddenly surrounded by a bunch of people who just are off their damn rockers yeah uh, i mean i i don't want to say i mean i do want to say because it i think it's true but you know every time i see these folks out of, out of these these rallies and counter protests it, it just looks like to me mental illness on full display it is and it's it's it hurts my it, it, it i don't want to say it doesn't hurt my feelings but it just makes me kind of sad for these folks because they're just yeah they're they're just I, they're I don't lost, I'm, not, I'm, not even, confused. I'm not even mad about it and like whatever you're doing you're, you you do you you do your thing I I'm not gonna try to stop you I don't care but gender dysphoria is a thing but I mean it's but been damn, proven I mean when you sit there and, and act the way you act uh, and then you got all these other people that act just as crazy and they're supporting that and they're you know you don't you don't know any different because healthy yeah. you know mentally sound people are not going to be around you they're not gonna. You're, they're just not going to be near you. They're not. No. And, and you're, you're suddenly going to be in a, uh, in, in a, in a, an isolation chamber with a bunch of other people that are also crazy. Right. And maybe you are the sane one. Maybe you are the healthy one in the group, but you don't look that way. No. Uh, and, I mean, and, and I, and I, I have to be honest with you. I kind of wonder what, where, where did it go wrong in this person's life to where they feel like they had to be a part of this community to feel accepted? Right. Where did it go wrong? Was it the parents? Was it, did they get bullied? You know, again, therapy. If you know, well, this it's, doesn't it's a, seem, it's a community where it's taboo to not accept people who, for the, for who they are. Well, and, and it gets, it, it just ends up people like, you know, kissing each other's asses and nobody's, nobody's ever going to like say to you, Hey, <laughs> that idea you have is not good. And here's why yeah. they're, they're not going to confront you. And so as a, as a result, you just kind of get this easy, nice, you know, this, this group of friends that's going to agree with you right to your face, but maybe behind your back, they're going to treat you different. It's well, like, it's, it's, so <sighs> I, <clears throat> I don't, no, I don't I know just, how much longer you want to go with this, but no, I just want to wrap that, it up. And I, and just in closing on my end, I just want to say this, you know, if you're somebody who's watching this and made it this far into the conversation, actually had the patience to listen to this without calling us, you know, transphobic or homophobic or whatever the phobic you want to call us. Mm-hmm. That's great. Because at least maybe you're hearing a different perspective coming from people that I, in my opinion, I think we care about what, ha- I mean, I can't speak for you, but for myself, I care about what happens to these individuals because mm-hmm. clearly you are on a very destructive path to do mutilation to your body and, and inject things in your body that don't need to be there. If you still feel a certain way about wanting to be uh, you know, a transgender or whatever the case might be, all I ask is those people that watch this, give yourself some time. You know, Give yourselves a couple of years to kind of grow out of this and see if you ever do grow out of it. If you don't, then make that decision when you're old enough, you know, but right now, even if you're going through the process, seek therapy, talk to somebody, find out, is this really what you want to do? Is this, 
do you honestly 100% deep down want to lose your genitalia? Do you really want to lose your breast? I mean, you got it. You, I, I want to know if these folks are thinking 10, 15 years down the road. There's, there's no coming back from that. Because this is permanent. This is permanent damage by doing the hormone blockers, by doing the amputations. You cannot undo this. You have to live with that for the rest of your life and being so prone to so many diseases and, and like, you know, the guy was talking about being on pills and please, for the love of God, just take some time to think about this process before you do it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And the last thing I got to say is leave kids the fuck out of this. Leave them alone. This, this is no, that is not okay in my book. It will never be okay in my book. You know, I mean, I, I can't stress that enough. And please have some common sense to know that if you're if you're out there at, at a gay pride parade and you see a child there, say something. Mm -hmm. Tell those people that brought this children, find out who the parent is. Tell them, look, this is not a place for kids. We have people in that community that have told us this is not a place for kids. Right. So that's all I asked. That's all I kind of wanted to end the conversation with. So, well, I think I've said my piece throughout this episode. I don't really have anything to add on. Um, it's been it's been quite an interesting news cycle seeing all this stuff, and I don't yeah. I don't think it's on accident that suddenly these are the. Um, I know they're important subjects, but in the grand scheme of things, they're not that important um, because uh, on a national level, they're just not that important on a national level um, because of the fact that there are other things going on that they yeah. definitely don't want you to know about. Yeah. And they would much rather you focus on a, a school shooter that happens to be trans in the middle of, you know, Tennessee. That that's that's not that's an issue for us, Tennessee. It's a it's, symptom of a bigger problem that's yeah, out there. Well, that is. But that particular issue is an issue for here, us here in, ten, in middle Tennessee to right. deal with. You know, that's not for people up in Maine or people over in California to deal with. That is not your business, not your problem. Let us deal with it. Yeah. What, what is everybody's problem? Uh, just. I don't know if I want to say do a little research, but there are some things going on right now on the on the world stage that will affect everybody and is going yeah. to affect everybody. But uh, we'll, banks, we'll, finances, we'll, do your due diligence. The the the, the, the uh, mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about that in another episode for sure. <laughs> that is an entire another subject. We've yeah. been going on and on and on on this one, and I'll probably split this up into two episodes. Yeah, but, good. Um, that being said, this has been another uncomfortable conversation yeah. without a condom. And if you would like to come on the show and have your voice heard. Maybe we said some very insensitive things that you disagree with and you'd like to have your voice heard. We, we, we are glad to have anybody and anyone who wants to yeah. come on the show, except for pedophiles who want to peddle books. That's the only time I've ever drawn the line on a potential guest. Um, well, other, and other also, that, we've, we'll talk to anybody and anyone as long as you're reasonable and you're not coming on here being a, a total jackass and name calling, you know, yeah. come on and talk to us. And I would highly encourage people that are either transitioning or regret transitioning or had a successful transition and live a healthy life. If you want to come on here, yep. share your story because everybody's different. It's not all the same. Yep. So yep. we're all different. All right, folks. Uh, that'll be that for now. Right. Until next time, um, we'll just uh, um, come up with something witty to say right at the end here. Uh, I'm just Anthony Trawick. Uh, I'm just Anthony Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>